Process Podcast episode 298. Very close to 300. Mm. And I think back to March, March, February, March of 2019. Oh, when I was still listening to the daily talk show without having a strong rapport with the guys back when I was still more of a listener than a participant. And then, and I remember when they, when they did their 300th episode and I think they had a little cake with some sparklers on it at, uh, at the easy street studio. Cause it was just before they were moving studios as well. Cause I think they moved studios at the end of March, and I want to say their 300th episode was around the beginning of March 2019. And us being so close to 300 has just really brought me back in like in a weird way because it's so close Mm. in terms of like what we've put into it to get it to where it is now, and then what they have done or what they had done to get it up to that point of 300. It's like, wow, it's just, it's a strange, um, thing to think about when not as an act of comparison in a better or worse type of way but in a comparison of like oh we reached that part of the road trip as well Mm -hmm. it's like this is this is where we were when we got to that pit stop yeah we got yeah we got to the we got to this gas station we're on the journey this part of the journey yeah gas station 300 it's like wow very strange very surreal to think about yeah it is pretty wild actually and then it got me thinking about Australia, and then I was like listening to songs oh. that I would listen to when I was there. Like I had a, I had a playlist called Vibes, mm. and I would listen to that like all the time, and could never get tired of it. It was the best, and that uh, has since transitioned into a shower playlist every now and then, typically on weekends. You should call it. Each, wait, is it on Apple Music playlist or Spotify? Uh, I have it on Apple Music. Okay, I was gonna say you should call it. In big all caps, you should call it Spiderland vibes, and then I will listen Spider-Land to it. And then if vibes. you make it public on Apple Music, I can listen to it. All right. Then you just make the playlist like you can change the picture and make it a big old spider. It's interesting though because it's not it's not songs that are Australiana in context. It's not songs that are like there's nothing to tie them back to where I was per right. se. Like it's it's a it's a it's not even very long. It's more of an album per se, like an album mm. collection. It's like thirteen or fourteen songs. But it's what I was listening to in the evenings. Um I would put on like a a YouTube chill music live stream playlist and then different songs would come on and they would have this the song name and the artist name because I was feeling or when I like when I had gotten there I 
the music that I was listening to felt somewhat stale and I'm like, I need something to change things up a bit. Right. So just listening to stuff that was, I had no control over, I had no control over what the song name was, made it easier to listen to music again, as opposed to me saying, oh, well, I could listen to that or I could listen to this, blah, 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 blah. Um, and that's where most of those songs came from was from just listening to those like YouTube playlists and whoever controls those or whoever formulates those as a live stream. So people are like typing, Ooh, I like this song or greetings from Shanghai or hello from Brazil, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, that's, that's about, that's, that's all the, the story I have for that really. But and it's it's interesting look, listening to them now out of that context because so many memories that I have from when I was there are tied into specific songs. Like I can hear a specific song, think of a month, like whether it was May, June, July, or August, tell you where I was on a particular day listening to that, going on a train, going to somewhere, whatever it is. And as I've been in the process of building out an outline for the uh strange creatures book mm. i think i'm going to include a like a top-down staged photo of my phone with that playlist i like that on the screen and just have that as like a you could even have a page like shot you know we we're talking about where you have like your your equipment yep like oh, part of that it? being the song list Oh yeah. To your to the album of your of, of my trip. Of your trip. It has the song That's list. Smart. Because there's smart. no like copyright thing. You're just naming the songs and the artist. Yeah. You can't play music through a book. No. So Well, you could be one of those like cards, you know, where there's got a speaker in it when you open it. You could be like yeah. oh, but that'd be you know, it's not one of those. Those are my favorite things to get as a kid. <laughs> I hated them. They were so embarrassing. Oh. I got one. Uh, I don't remember how old I was turning, but it was George Thorgood's Bad to the Bone. Mm. And I open it up and it's... And it did the whole song and everything. I was just like, oh man, that's me. The Bad at the Bone. And I was probably like nine. Right. Maybe maybe eight, if that. Oh, yeah. I'm a little scrawny, short-haired me. Mm. Crooked front teeth. I was a monster as a child. Nice. I was a monster. Yeah, it was terrible. God bless Bruce. So you basically just described like a Nosferatu right there. Yeah, basically. Right. Here's an interesting learning that I think you would. Yeah. I don't that just understand reminded me of something, it. by the way, really quickly when I said that. Because like, so the other day Nosferatu. I was quickly like online looking at like movies to watch. Is there is Nosferatu available to watch? I watched it on like the fire stick thing, which apparently oh, is ending because they're getting sued into like another realm again. Into oblivion. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was on there. I was like, I've never actually seen the original film. Is it the silent one? Yeah. So I started watching oh, it the silent one and, I, and then I realized it's silent. I was like, I can't sit through this. Fuck. So I just kind of like <laughs> skipped through it fast just to get the idea. Yeah, I was like, it is interesting though, because all like the colors are different, the backgrounds. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was like tinting they were doing or if like something to do with remastering it. I don't know. I would think remastering it. That's what honest. I thought, right? But like, 
yeah like with just the silent with like the music and everything and i was like mm. i could see how this is because it was from like the 30s or something like that 1932 i'm pretty sure early 30s like right? before wizard of oz <laughs> yeah so i was like okay i understandable but i could see back then how this would be terrifying mm-hmm. you know movie movies Keep have been out mind. for not very long and then all of a sudden fucking this comes along this thing comes along and part of the part of what differentiates Nosferatu from Dracula and the other what we now have as pop fiction vampires is the Nosferatu thing was heavily influenced by the the polio epidemic that was going on at that point mm-hmm. in time where someone gets polio their limbs start to stiffen up. They're not able to move as easily. They become a lot less mobile. Breathing becomes an issue. Skin goes very pale, which is where you see Nosferatu. When Nosferatu moves, mm-hmm. actually tries to walk, he's walking very stiff. Doesn't almost rarely bends his joints. When he's walking, he's walking with stray legs, right? A crook and a, his neck is all like hunched over. And apparently the whole um, polio thing, pre-polio vaccine, a lot of the fear of being sick with that and ending up in an iron lung for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. went into creating this Nosferatu creature, Mm. which I thought was just a very interesting thing. Imagine if someone does that today. I don't know how you could... Using COVID, that would be a, the equivalent, right? Yeah, using COVID as like a catalyst, yeah, for differentiating the vampire, yeah. Because Nosferatu is unlike, unlike any vampire that had been seen up to that point. You know, Dracula the book has been out thirty-five years by the time that Nosferatu comes out, because Dracula comes out in eighteen ninety-seven. Mm-hmm. Bram Stoker dies in the middle of World War One. I'm pretty sure, something like that. Mm. I actually don't know when he died. Um, but, and then like his version of vampires is based off of people from from Turkish history and Romanian mm-hmm. history. You've got Vlad the Impaler, and then before that, you've got vampiric type creatures or creatures that we associate now with vampirism. I don't think I got, got it. Didn't get I the didn't fly? Get Oof. No, I didn't get the fly. Sadly. Um, we associate those creatures now with vampirism, mm. but um, I think the the, the djinn or the djinn is one of them. Um, there's a few others, and this is all from that Mythical Creatures podcast that I learned Ooh, all yes. about this. Yes. I'll, I'll, I'll send you the episode. I'll send it to you now. Mm. That way, don't forget. Um, and it's it's... It's told in, uh, you ever listen to an audiobook? Yeah, I think so. Kind of, they put a bit more, it's not like, they don't talk how we're talking, where it's conversational. They're talking from a point of entertainment. Mm. Um, Interesting. Which can sometimes be a bit, uh, a bit much, a bit much, like a bit, a bit cringy per se. Yeah. But you know what? It's still entertaining. So, just gotta make sure I have the right one here. There we go. Um, 
share podcast copy link. And this is one of the many ways. Where did you go? But yeah, you got you got you got vampires at that point, right? Bram Stoker writes Dracula, Dracula comes out, ends up becoming a huge success. Bram Stoker dies. Nosferatu comes out as a whole take on this whole vampirism thing. And but Nosferatu is a departure from Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. In enough of a way. And it's feeding off of the cultural fear of becoming sick with this this terminal thing that no one has a cure for at this point. This is still pre-World War II. And then you got various other vampire things that come up in like the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise is a vampire at some point. And then we have oh, yeah. the Twilight things. Yeah. Which, love them or hate them, whatever they are. Have you ever seen uh, Dracula Untold? That came out a few years ago now. Is that the one with, with Orlando Bloom? No, it's Luke Evans. not Orlando Bloom. Same difference. Luke Evans looks better. Oh, controversial topic. And he's Welsh. He's cool. Is he actually? He's a cool guy. I gotta Google what Um, Luke Evans looks like. It didn't do very well. A lot of people hate it, but I I really liked it. Dracula Untold. Let me see. Dracula Untold. 2014? Yeah. It's not a great movie, but I enjoy it. I, it to me because on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah, it doesn't do well. It's like I enjoy it because it's it's less like him just as a creepy old dude all the time. It's him being more of a hero kind of character, mm. like how yeah, it, I, I like it. It's pretty cool. Oh, Charles Dance is in this. <laughs> he plays like the OG vampire, the master vampire, the master vampire. vampire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's hard when he's <laughs> he actually. Really does, yeah, yeah, it's it's actually hard to tell. It's like, is it does he have prosthetics or makeup, or does he actually just look like that? <laughs> I think that's just actually how he looks. So, what was the premise of Dracula Untold? That's the one where he's like, you know, he's Prince Vlad, you know, the, you know, he's ruling the kingdom, and then mm. you know, like, the history of Vlad, where when he was a boy, his father gave him to the Turks yeah you know where they like offer their son to like grow up with them as like that's like a kind of like a peace treaty thing because yeah. like if you have like give your this guy like your kid to grow up with it's like you know you won't attack because you know you have your kid kind of thing it's like what the the Greyjoys did with theon they sent him yeah. over to live with the starks exactly so game of thrones he he vlad grew up with the turks and learned their ways and stuff like that so they always like had a good thing well, whatever Turks have like now come to, you know, Vlad's kingdom is like, look, we need a thousand boys, soldiers, which means his son has to go. And his wife's like, you're not going to let them take him kind of thing. And he's like, hmm. well, I'm going to have to. And at the last second, he's like, nope, psych. And then psych. And then the sultan or whatever, the, the Turkish leader is like, all right, so fuck you. We're going to come and take them. <laughs> And then Vlad's right. thinking, well, fuck me. We've got this tiny little castle and they're going to send all these people. Soldiers mm. come take them. I'm, we're fucked. And then he's like, or, you know, he's like thinking about this legend of this cave in this mountain where men enter and do not come back from. And he goes there and then he meets Charles, Charles Dance, the master vampire. Oh. And he's like, oh, you're different. 
He's like, you don't fear death to Vlad or something. And then he's like, why do you want my power or something? It, it, it sounds cringy. It, it's not the best movie, but I think it's pretty good. Um, but anyways, yeah, they, he's like, you know, he's like, okay, gets him to drink his blood. He's like, okay, hey, you're going to become a vampire for three days, essentially. If you withstand the urge to drink blood, you'll go back to normal. But if you do, then you're going to become the vampire forever. Oh, interesting. So then he's got the power so he can fight the army to protect his kingdom. Ah. And is that then how he becomes Vlad the Impaler? Uh, he was Vlad or the Impaler is, before is... that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. He was known as, you Oh, know, yeah, I see. The one you don't fuck with kind of thing. Yeah, no, you don't want to mess I with like that. it. It's it's a good movie. It's I like Luke Evans. He he's a plays a good Dracula. He does. And it's cool seeing like a Dracula with Netflix. like powers other than just like sucking blood. Yeah. And it's not on like the vampire related things. Yeah, it's not on the level of quality of the Netflix series, obviously. The Netflix series is really interesting. Yeah, because that was like very true to the book, right? Or a lot more true yeah. than like a lot of the other movies. Dracula told more of like an action movie, to be right. fair. Like it's sense. based on the premise of like it's almost like a mix of the book I have, where it's about Vlad's mm. life a bit more. Yeah. And it goes into making him look like a hero, right? Or at least so you're like understanding where he comes from, kind of thing. You have sympathy for the bad guy. If you can have sympathy for the bad guy, then you've told a great story. Yeah. So Yeah. I like it. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It's not quality level. It's not as good as the Netflix one. That thing is, oh, that's it's a, a work of art. That series. I want to watch it. I want to watch that tonight because I, I finished, watched it again I a few days Dracula ago. Actually, this morning. Did you? Oh, yeah, I watched man. it again. That's where I got the inspiration because I was like, I watched it like maybe last week, I think. And is that where you got in the Dracula vibes? And that was in the Dracula vibes, and that's where I made the poster oh. and everything. I was like, I gotta get this guy is just too oh. good. Smart. So I found like a screenshot online and use it. It's nice too because it like it's it's a Netflix series, it's a TV series, but it it plays out more like a three and a half hour movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's only three up. It's three or four three episodes. episodes. Three episodes. Reach like yeah, almost an hour I think. And it, and I remember when it. Sorry, I just got trying to kill a fly and it's not working. Um, I remember when that came out because that was January 2020. And we watched that the day that we got back to school for the second semester, our last semester of school. And because I'd bought the book Dracula when I was in Australia in August. Um, for some reason, it came upon me. I was like, I need to, I need to read the original mm-hmm. of this book. And walked to this bookshop on uh, what street was it can't remember the street name walked to the bookstore obviously listened to the podcast or the playlist that i mentioned earlier right bought the book was reading it but i didn't finish it when i was there um and i was reading a bit of it over the christmas break before this netflix thing had come out and i remember reading it thinking to myself you know what we need you know what the world needs? The world needs a 2020 interpretation of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. Because I had seen the movie with Keanu Reeves and uh, Winona yeah. Ryder and Gary Oldman and all them. And 
I like that movie. It's just dated. It's dated. I like it in the same way that I like the older movies because they have a sense. There's a sense of timelessness mm-hmm. to them. Well, it's also um, it was Coplo directed that one. Oh, was it? Was the He's same the guy, guy who did Godfather? Um, yeah, that's Coppola, isn't it? Ninety nine percent positive. I, yeah, that's why I think it has that kind of like feel to it, like that classic mm-hmm. feel yeah. to it in a way, like which is cool, and it's like of the time, mm-hmm. you know, very reflective. But of the seeing time. something that was nineteen ninety two. But with how like kind of artistic a lot of shows and movies are getting now, mm-hmm. and how people are really pushing things in different ways. Yeah, I thought the same thing. It's like, like we need like a modern interpretation of this done in an artistic way, mm-hmm. not an Something action movie, got... not like a no, super boring slow thing. But like I thought, oh, Netflix thing is just not an action movie and not a horror movie either. It's got to be a a properly dramatic telling of that story. And if it's scary, then it's scary. But if it also in in implies a sense of romance then it implies a sense of romance if it speaks to a sense of terrifying adventure then it speaks to a sense of terrifying adventure um i remember thinking that like over the christmas break like oh it'd be so nice if or like how would if if i was a movie director Mm. how would i do it who would i get to play dracula who would i get to do this how would i write the movie blah 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 and then i feel like on january 3rd or something I was on Netflix and it was this coming soon and it was coming like in like one day and yeah. it was and it was Dracula. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I think I texted you or sent you a Snapchat. Yeah, you about did. Like, we need to watch this ASAP. Don't watch it until we get to school. And then we agreed. We wouldn't watch it until we got to school. And pleasantly like shocked and surprised with what it was, where like the first episode was what I had hoped for out of a 2020 version of the dracula story in terms of how it was told how it was shot visual effects etc etc the the humor and the cunningness Mm. within that story the first episode reminded me a lot of the coppola film when he's in the castle and he's old and he's slowly Mm -hmm. draining the life yeah because it's very indicative of that initial story and then Episode two and episode three. I think episode two is my favorite when it's just on the boat. Mm, yeah, that I think is my favorite. I think that is so like the whole episode is just them on the boat. Oh yeah, it is, isn't it? And it's he's the last one leaving the boat, essentially. Yeah, and it was just such a unique way to tell the story and like show things off, especially with episode three where it was smack dab in 2020 or 2021 whatever it was um and how would how would the dracula story be told as if it was written today and i think putting a bit more of a philosophy spin into it where it's like the whole reason he can't go into sunlight or can't touch the cross etc etc is because he's told himself he can't do that over mm. centuries and over time and he's believed himself and then you've got um agatha van helsing and her in her 
version of who she is in episode three mm-hmm. where she's got cancer and she's dying and she's not afraid of the count because like she's accepted death as an as mm-hmm. an inevitable thing and yeah it was really well done you know what was actually when i was rewatching, i noticed now that i've you know seen like we're talking about when neil blomkamp was on rogan and they were talking about that vampire character yeah that one uh sci-fi novel and how like the guy the biologist author how he justified how he said like how you could justify the legends of vampire mm-hmm. and like kind of make sense of it listen to that oh it's it's awesome that. right and one of the things in that he talks about like oh the reason why you know we think crosses is one of the defense is not actually to do with christianity it's because it's a right angle mm-hmm. and when vampires are around they didn't have right angles in nature so seeing right angles freaks their eyes out freaks their brain out and i believe in the second episode if i'm remembering right there's the one doctor on board the boat and he's in his cabin and he talks about that i believe so i believe it must be in the book or in the history that bram stoker had in the book which was i think he wrote about that the cross saying it's not about shit. the Christianity that fears, it's the right angle or something like that. And I was like, oh, shit. Wow. Which is a cool thing I picked up on since rewatching oh. it after listening to that podcast. I wonder if you can become... I wonder if there's someone out there, and there definitely is, but I wonder who it is, who's like an industry-renowned expert on vampires and vampire history. Oh, probably, yeah. You know, like who is that person? Yeah, because I want to meet. They them. exist. He or she exists. Yeah, but who are they? Probably a vampire. Probably pretty easy to find on Google. I feel like probably a way to search it. Yeah, I'll try that quickly. Like world-renowned vampire expert. Expert. Vampire expert. <laughs> sounds like so like sketchy it's like how do you like certify that yeah i'm a vampire expert sounds a bit like oh are you now yeah i'm an whatever expert i feel like you got to go to google scholar and po- oh yeah find some articles and then find like find a, some articles and then see who the author is yeah that's that's a that's a good way around it actually our vampires Nina Auerbach shows how every age embraces the vampire it needs and gets the vampire it deserves. Interesting. Speaking of vampires, vampires, burial, death, celluloid vampires. What? What is a celluloid vampire? No idea. In 1896, French magician and filmmaker Georges Mieux brought forth the first celluloid vampire in his film, The Manoir du Diable. The vampire continues to be one of the film's most popular gothic monsters, and in fact, today more people are acquainted by a vampire. That does nothing for me. What is a celluloid vampire? Please. 
This is one thing I don't like when you try and like Google something mm. and you type in exactly and you can't what it find is. It. And you can't find it. This is uh, a fitting conversation for the fact that Halloween's on Sunday, right? It is. It's very fitting. Okay, a celluloid vampire refers, I believe, refers to pale skin and large oh, canines. Okay. So like the, red, the one like that we eyes. think of when we think of vampire. Yeah. When right. you think of a vampire, like dark lips. Um, yeah. Red eyes. It's, it's that notion of vampire is what is. That's how I'm understanding this. Albeit in very limited sense. Right. So I'm not an expert. I'd like to be an expert though. That would be really cool. On vampires, that'd be really cool. Dracula's cast, Dracula's castle Lego set. Yeah, I would like oh. that. In a mountain too. That would actually be. I know in the Netflix series actually. There's a part where uh, John Harker is uh, trying to escape the castle, and he finds the hidden uh, uh, blueprints of the castle. Oh yeah, that's right. So he can get around. That would be cool to have. To make a copy the of the blueprints of Dracula's castle. Yeah. Oh man. That, man. That'd be really cool, actually. I just want blueprints of a lot of things. <laughs> I just think that's so cool. It's like it's like little it's looking under the hood of how something came to be. Right. Yeah. When you're looking at like the DNA, it's like looking at a human skeleton. I think human skeletons are actually pretty cool. Yeah, that was a very skeleton. Joe Rogan-esque thing to say, I think. It just sounded like it. <laughs> I think the human skeleton is a fascinating thing. You know, humans are amazing I think like, creatures. You know, when you see like Adam Savage, he does like, uh, you know, like um, when he remakes like props from movies and stuff he really likes. Mm-hmm. That would be a prop I would love is to make like a package of like, it's all like the blueprints of Dracula Castle and then there's like sketches of it and stuff. Oh yeah, that would be cool. On like old parchment. Or too. old parchment and like, you know, like, do the classic like stain the paper with tea and everything and age mm. it and like burn it and rip it and like fold yeah. it so it looks like thousands of years old of like these castle blueprints roll it unroll it roll it unroll it i think that would be pretty it. sweet that would be really cool there's a good love, choice there. i just love dracula related things same 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 so much dracula action so much dracula action do you have any halloween plans this week it is halloween uh not that i know it'll be halloween sunday i have to watch yeah. a scary movie maybe i'm watching a few recently movie. i watched the new halloween movie oh yeah it was all right it's is that good. the one with is jamie lee curtis yep. still in that one yeah oh my gosh she's not I'm surprised she's not in it as she's much because it really takes old. place right after the last one where she almost got killed so she's in the hospital for most of the movie oh it's pretty good if you want to watch a guy in a white mask just kill a bunch of people it just seems it's almost getting a little ridiculous. Yeah, you think? Because it's like, I don't know. How many times can the they way try some people die? Though I'm just like, fucking really, dude. Like, that's the best you could do. Like the fact is, because he doesn't run, right? That's Michael Myers doesn't run. He just walks everywhere. He just like fucking fast walks barely <laughs> fast walks. and then everyone in the movie that happens to run from him because they're like oh i could just run outrun this guy and then they always trip and then take forever to get up and then they turn around and then he's there and then he stabs him or something and it's like jesus christ 
Yeah. And then like he gets a little I don't know. It's just he's like apparently like a kung fu expert. He just like Mm. no, he's not, but apparently he just can fight everyone and it's like, yeah, it's all right. But it's a bit like, you know. That's why the originals will always be the best. The originals will be the best. Yeah, same with like Friday the thirteenth. Yeah. I love love the originals because they're like some of the most eighties shitty like slasher films but they're so mm-hmm. classic because it's boobs booze and blood exactly i could picture and like being in the, the drive-in in like the 80s watching that going with your older brother and his girlfriend you're third wheeling and you're like wow our mom said i'm not allowed to come here but my brother's taking me to the drive-in and it's just some you know it's exactly what you just said i can picture mm-hmm. that you know what i mean it's that kind of yeah. vibe that sounds like that's a nice picture that you just painted there. Yeah, it's kind of a cool, cool vibe. Right? You got a hot dog and some fries too. Yeah, and like the classic and popcorn like a, in the actual bowl with a classic popcorn logo. Yeah, and like and a big cup of Pepsi or Coke. Yeah, something like that. Your Old brother's 1980s got like a, a Twinkie. Coke. Yeah. He's probably smoking a cigarette too. Oh, definitely you not to tell you telling you not to tell mom. Yeah, exactly. Don't don't say anything. Don't say anything. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty. Cool I just part. got transported. Back I actually to just um, this somewhat design related. I actually like a little while ago when I was thinking of doing some scary movie, horror movie posters, but like old ones, but mm-hmm. trying to like incorporate like the old ones, which I love the graphics of. And adding like new graphics or doing something with them. And I end up just like having a folder, reference folder of just like a bunch of old classic horror movie posters. And like yes. the old ones, like the old like Mummy and Dracula and, and Frankenstein and like the Invisible Man and, Ooh, and really uh, good ones. You know, the um the like the the swamp monster one or whatever. Oh, the swamp thing. Swamp thing. And like all the all the like the old like that old font, and I got the font as well. I got like two of the old fonts uh, that they use on those posters, and like they're just so cool. The what are you gonna do with them? I don't know, cause I was like, I I would love the idea of like doing this a similar thing that how I would treat like a uh, like um paintings, like with the Caravaggio mm-hmm. thing, where I'll have the image and then like put some modern graphics with it. And like that, like blurred kind of area, a glass effect over it. Mm-hmm. Like try and kind of, you know, add some like modern stuff to it and just like do something cool with it. That'd be a cool Halloween fun thing. Yeah, I just haven't got there. But I, I was trying to decide what I was going to do. Every time I, I look at it, I'm like, I want to do some of these, but I don't know exactly the vibe to go for. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah, it's like picking a it's picking a direction to start in. Yeah. Is the hard part. Yeah. It's like which Lego set am I gonna buy? I don't know. All of them? I wish I could That's just buy all choice. of them. Oh my god. Not even that. I wish I was like sponsored or something to the point where like Lego just send you like one of each of the new ones. And they don't even tell you, it just shows up. No, there. there's like, oh expect like an order and then like, you know, big ass guy comes to your door and like, yeah, okay, we got some boxes for you and then it's like, wow. Then you open you it and it's just Lego. Truck. You're like, oh my god. God bless. The gods have blessed me on this fine day. You open it up and Lego has sent you 
Lego Titanic. Oh man. You're like, whoa. I was checking the price on that because I was on Lego.com when yeah. I first saw it. I think it's seven ninety nine Canadian. Yeah. Good Christ. But if you Could bought be, one and then like didn't open it and kept it for like until it discontinued, you'd probably sell it for like double at least, I think. That's true. But then I wouldn't have a Lego Titanic. No. No, you wouldn't. And that would make me sad. That would, yeah. I think that would make me more sad than spending the money on it. Yeah. Especially having it in my grasp and then not having it anymore. Yeah. I just had a random idea, like, really quick. I was like, I just knew this with a Lego set or even like a model kit where you you had a model kit, but you made it like an exploded view. Oh, cool. I just pictured that as the Lego Titanic, but as an exploded view where you'd use like, you know, string or like, like, um, fishing wire or, you know, like the, you know, um, sometimes the models see like the little clear acrylic, like stands and stuff like that. Yeah. And however you need to do it where it's like an exploded view of a model. I mean, it'd take up a lot of space, especially like the Lego Titanic, but something like that would be kind of cool. That would be really cool. Like doing like a car like that or something where it's like an exploded view. Oh yeah, and all the seats are coming out. All yeah, the body panels are coming out. The engine is just totally exploded. Yeah, that would be really cool. That'd be really cool. That's a big undertaking. That is a big undertaking for sure. Even on a small kit, yeah. it's still a big undertaking. Yeah, it is. Because then you you you're planning out where everything is going to sit too. Yeah, I mean it's a huge challenge. It'd be super awesome. That'd be a cool model, though. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like clear, clear acrylic rod would work really yeah. well too. Self-supporting. Man. Big brain ideas. Mm. Maybe sure next Lego set. <laughs> just do not like build that. it. Just don't build it. Just keep it all in pieces. They're like, dude, you had one job. We sent you this, and you had one job to put it together, and you've done everything except put it together (laughs) this is like the one thing that it was meant for and you didn't actually do it it it, it would still be cool i imagine there's something like that in like a lego museum or something Mm. exploded view of a lego vehicle or a lego set lego boat something or other probably probably very expensive the time to Time to build it and then the time to explode it would probably be quite intensive. Or it'd be cool to like kit bash. Oh yeah. But like with Lego. <laughs> so it's like the Titanic plus like the Batman the sets. <laughs> or like the Harry Potter sets or something. It's just it's funny. You got Hogwarts castle towers on top of <laughs> the Titanic. The Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> and the front of the Titanic turns into a Bugatti Chiron. Yeah, exactly. Something just to drive people crazy. And there's airplane wings on the side of it. Yeah, now you're talking. And, the, and it's held up by the tracks from the Caterpillar bulldozer. Yeah, it's like eight. And sets at the rear them. end, it's got that giant excavating arm from that <laughs> big excavator thing. You just butcher the good. set. You'd be like, man, you're not allowed to use Lego. <laughs> yeah, you get a, mess, a message from Lego being like, yeah, you're. Uh, You've been blacklisted. This is a cease and desist. (laughs) This is a cease and desist. 
it's time it's time that yeah. you stop yeah that, you that's stop funny. please it would be funny so if lego's listening and they want to send us some free kits to uh mm. play with then we would greatly appreciate it or if you know someone that works at lego um send us an email to many email addresses send one to uh hi at bigdesigncompany.com subject line lego sponsorship Ooh. or send another one to uh Hi at dotheprocesspodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And if you also want to visit our website, head to www.bigdesigncompany.com. And uh, in the meantime, Zach, yes. what is our Instagram? The process underscore underscore podcast. Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, have a very happy, spooky, doopy Halloween. Mm. And we will uh, see you on Monday. Peace. The process.